Welcome back to another episode of the 24 Seconds Podcast. My name is Arjun. I'm joined by my friend, Jaren, who will now give the 24-second report. In today's episode, Arjun and I will be having a discussion on a said topic. So it'll be more different compared to our usual episodes where we just have a structured list and discuss numerous things. Let us know what you guys think of this and let us know if you would like to see more of this content in the future. However, for now, let's get into, the, into today's topic where we talk about how good can Brandon Ingram become? Moving on to our discussion of Brandon Ingram. Jordan, I have a question for you. Brandon Ingram, you know, drafted by the Lakers, traded to the Pelicans in a package for Anthony Davis. You know, he, he showed last year that he's an all-star, made the all-star game. He looked great last year. This year, he looks even better. My question to you is, when you think of Brandon Ingram, Whose game does he remind you of? He reminds me of a combination of like an Anthony Davis and Kevin Durant, you know, like tall bigs, like really, really tall and lanky bigs who are able to shoot the ball because the way they shoot the ball is so high up that many, many people in the league can't even guard it, even if they're playing good defense. And if we look at his statistics, which you guys will have on your screen here. He's gotten exponentially better. Um, the games played are kind of a concern because he was injured, as many of you know, with his blood with his blood clot situation. But he went from averaging nine point four points, and now he's in this season he's averaging around twenty two point six, which is phenomenal. And if he keeps up at this pace, the comparisons of and uh, Anthony Davis and Kevin Durant are not far off. Um, I wanted to ask you, Arju, though, um, something I've noticed with him is he's. Despite being an all-star, he's always, in my eyes, considered underrated and slept on. He was, he has so many things that can motivate him, you know. He's, he's on a team with Zion Williamson, who's talked about all the time, even if he has a bad performance. And this is no hate to Zion Williamson. It's just how the media portrays him. All this talk about Lonzo Ball, Zion Williamson, Brandon Ingram hears all of it, yet he's the one who's putting up some of the best numbers. Additionally, he was traded for a star in Anthony Davis. So it's always like he's the underdog, you know, and they just threw him in a trade for Anthony Davis. Like this, these are all factors that motivate him and create him, create him to be the player that he is. Do you think, do you think he's underrated? Yeah, I definitely think he's underrated. And one of the things that in talking about Anthony Davis and that, you know, the package that the Lakers put together, the Lakers had a chance to, you know, if I'm remembering correctly, they had a chance to put Kyle Kuzma in instead of Brandon Ingram. And they picked Kyle Kuzma over Brandon Ingram even though if you look back at the you know the 2018-2019 season, Brandon Ingram had a better closing stretch than Kyle Kuzma did. Yeah, I have no idea what the Lakers did there. I guess they just saw more potential in Kuzma, which of course now in hindsight we'll say obviously you should have kept Ingram, but um, it, it was different back then, I guess, in the Lakers' eyes. Yeah, I, I would, I'm really interested to see how he would fit in with Anthony Davis and LeBron. Like that spacing situation would be so good. I just feel like they would be an even bigger threat. Like they wouldn't have needed to acquire Margaret Soul or Montrezl Harrell. Like just imagine having LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and Brandon Ingram in your starting lineup. Like that's yeah. so scary for any opponent. Yeah, and the crazy thing is, if they wanted to, they could still acquire those guys. Yeah, which is insane. That just that just would have been amazing to see. And honestly, you might have seen a situation where LeBron, when he's, you know, like 37, 38 on like his last year of his Lakers deal, you might have been seeing Anthony Davis and Brandon Ingram like take over. Um, and LeBron, you know, due to age, 
just like naturally becomes the third best player on the Lakers instead of the the best. Do you think he'll ever become like a top ten, top five player in the league? I don't know about top five, but I think he'll definitely be top fifteen. I think if he continues improving the way that he does, especially this year, it seems as though that I think the Pelicans should really run the offense through Brandon Ingram. Um, he's actually gotten better as a playmaker over the years as well, which is really interesting to see. I'm interested to see if, you know, instead of having Zion run that offense, let Brandon Ingram kind of go to work and run that offense. Instead of having Lonzo be the facilitator, let's put the ball more in Brandon Ingram's hands. Up his usage percentage and see what happens. Yeah, exactly. And I I listened to the JJ Reddick podcast, the the old man in the three shout out JJ Reddick, where he had um, Brandon Ingram as one of his guests, and he said something that was um, really interesting. He said, "All I do is I when I go home is I watch film." So he watches a lot of film to the point where he notices what his teammates like to do and what they don't like to do, and as a result, like you've just noted, he becomes such a better better playmaker. Yeah, and also I think we don't give Brandon Ingram enough credit for, you know, after the AD trade happened, he talked about how he got traded and how after that, like, he he decided to focus more on his game and his shooting ability, and you can see the improvement in his three-point shot. He's just so he's just so ready to grow and ready to develop. He wants to put in the work, and I just feel like people need to realize that this is like a a genuine and serious talent we have in front of our eyes. Like he has the potential to be so good. He's already so good, and he's just so young. Yeah, and since he's so young, I guess the next question is, you know, what aspects of his game does he need to kind of change in order to become a better player in order to reach his full potential? We've already noted that he's a phenomenal playmaker. He's he's improved on that, and he no one needs to even say this, but we because we all know it, he's a phenomenal scorer. I guess some aspects he needs to focus on are his defensive abilities, maybe rebounding a little, um, trying to steal the ball, being able to uh, put himself in a position where he feels comfortable every night, regardless of who he's going to guard, whether that's Rudy Gobert, Anthony Davis, um, DeAndre Ayton, those those big men in the Western Conference. I want him. I want Benton Ingram to put himself. Um, in a position where he's like, you know what? I can, I can compete even defensively with the big guys because I know I'll score on them, but I don't want them to feel like they can score on me. Yeah, so really improving the two-way, I think that's the same uh, thing that I would have in terms of how he can get better is on the defensive end. And I think with Stan Van Gundy there, um, you know, the emphasis on defense that, the, you know, that he, he puts into every single one of his teams, I think he'll be good for Brandon Ingram's development. And as you said, like he, Ingram himself said that he watches film. And so he'll be able to pick up those, you know, those defensive, you know, tendencies of his and how he can do better throughout the year. Um, something I want to talk about that still relates to Brandon Ingram, but is not directly like what we've been talking about, like in terms of statistics and everything is just the Pelicans organization itself. If they keep um, Brandon Ingram and um, Zion Williamson, which looks like they're going to do for now because Lonzo Ball didn't uh, make a contract extension, so he could be out in, in a year. But if they keep Brandon Ingram and Zion Williamson, we could see like the Western Conference shape into, like in a few years once LeBron and Anthony Davis um, aren't uh, taking over the Western Conference. We can see like a Western Conference of Luka Doncic and the Mavericks, John Moran and the Grizzlies, Brandon Ingram, Zion, and the Pelicans start taking over, and that would be really cool. I wonder if they would be able to win a chip with them. With them. 
Yeah, I, I feel like they can contend with Brandon Ingram and Zion. I think those two are the biggest pieces on the Pelicans, um, especially with Brandon Ingram. If he continues to improve, and he's only 23. He's only 23. That's and insane. So, That's insane. He, People need to realize like how young that is. Yeah, so he can still improve. I think I think Brandon Ingram and Zion can definitely contend. Zion is only, what, 19 or 20 still, and so that combination will be deadly in, in five, you know, four to five years. They're off to a pretty good start. They're four and three. Um, we've seen we've seen good flashes from each player. I just hope they keep it up. Yeah, I agree. I would I I would love to see both of them stay healthy and continue to improve. Let's and also Brandon Ingram. Here's the thing. I I feel like I've mentioned this a few years ago when he was on the Lakers. Brandon Ingram was one of my guys. Like he was he was very underrated and he still is. And so you know I'm always rooting for the underdogs. Yeah, definitely. I say. Um, he was to leave New Orleans right now with with the ro- with all the rosters around the league as currently constructed. Where do you think he fits best? Like what yeah, what so, team needs a player like him? Yeah, so I think here here's the difference. So here here's where I what I think of Brandon Ingram. I think any team in the league can use Brandon Ingram, right? Mm-hmm. I think any team in the league, if they have Brandon Ingram on their roster, they're a better team, no matter you know what the situation is. I think. That is different than where I think his best fit is, or where I would want him to go. So for me, if I'm if I'm you know, if I was Brandon Ingram's agent, I would want Brandon Ingram to go somewhere where he's the guy. You know, he doesn't have to be this the secondary guy behind um, Zion, and he gets more media attention than Lonzo. And to see Brandon Ingram on the Knicks because playing at MSG means that he gets all the attention. He gets to be the star of the team. Uh, and he gets to kind of just showcase what he's all about. And so that's where I would like to see. You know what's uh, interesting about that, though? Um, you you brought it up. He could literally improve like any team right now because of his ability to uh, be versatile and play the 3, 4, and 5. So he can literally play anywhere. That would be an interesting fit, though, in New York. Um, I'm just trying to think of like what team like would need like a maybe like a power forward-ish type player. What about like the Blazers? Oh, I would love to see him on the Blazers. <laughs> I mean, offensively, I don't think anyone would be able to stop that team. Then, yeah, I mean, that's if you true. if you have a guy like Dame, then you have a, a a forward like Ingram who can facilitate, who can distribute the ball around. It makes it a hell of a lot harder to stop that Blazers offense. Yeah, I agree. So that's the end of our discussion, guys. Um, it's clear that we both believe Brandon Ingram has massive potential. And let us know what you guys think. If you disagree with us, if you agree with us, if you think we missed any points, just let us all know in the comment section below. But now we're going to get into our questions. And Arju, I have a question for you. And I feel like you're going to not expect this one, but it's just like a basic question. It's, um, of, of course, the March trade deadline hasn't come yet. And a lot of things around the league could change by then. But let's say... I'm going to pick a random team here, the Utah Jazz, right? Because they're always that team in the Western Conference that's like, oh, they can contend, but they end up like losing in the first or second round. Um, let's say they don't make any trades. They keep um, Donovan Mitchell, Jordan Clarkson, Boyan Bogdanovich, Rudy Gobert, like these pieces, right? Yeah. How far do you think they can make it in the playoffs? Because we all know, let's, like, let's be real. Let's not uh, hop around the fence here. He, the, the Jazz are going to make the playoffs. How far are they going to make it into the playoffs? I think at most the second seed. Um, I, I just, I mean, not the second seed, the second round. I, I don't think they have enough talent on their roster. They haven't improved since last year, you know. It's the same thing. 
Bogdanovich is back. So they, if they had Bogdanovich, they probably would have won against the Nuggets. But I just don't see them getting past that, that second round. If they were to make a trade, I think they would make a trade at the four position because Royce O'Neal right now is starting for the, you know, starting for them at the at the four, and so I feel like that's one place where they might look to make a trade if they are to make one. Brandon Ingram to the Jazz? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> that would be a really good fit. That would, that would be such a good, a fit, really good but fit, but there's no chance that happens. Yeah, I agree, but it would be a great fit. Great fit. Yeah, and what's interesting about them is that they're likely to finish like at the fourth, fifth. Maybe even six, but let's say they finish around the fourth or fifth seed. They're going to play. Like, if they finish the fourth, they're going to play the fifth, and that's going to still be a really difficult team. So they're probably going to have a really difficult first round, too. Yeah, I 100% agree with that. And in the second round, they would have to play, like, a one or a two seed, which would be kind of difficult to beat. Yeah. But, yeah. So my, you know, that's a really good question, Drew. my question for you is kind of related to a question I asked you a few weeks ago about James Wiseman. You know, since everyone knows that you're a Heat fan, I I asked you about Wiseman's potential, like what type of player you can think he can become. My question to you now, as a Heat fan, watching, you know, this player play in his rookie season, how good he's looked, Precious Achua, what do you think is his, you know, player comp? Like, who do you think he will end up becoming? As soon as you said Miami Heat, I knew you would ask me that question. I just feel like a player comp is so difficult for this player because he's like a lot of Heat fans have said Bam, and I don't really agree with that. Like from what I've seen from Precious Achua, he's a big man who can dribble the ball down the court. He'll get boards. He's going to go to the basket and get fouled. Like he's just a monster, and I'm so happy we have him. But I really, off the top of my head, I can't really think of an exact player comp. Do you think think, uh, Achua will ever have the passing abilities of Bam? Yeah, I I think so. Um, this is a guy who already looks like he's so comfortable on the court. He's just like, you know, you know. Even we've seen it with Lamelo Ball. We saw it with John Morant last year. We've seen it with Luka Doncic. Like even when it's the number one prospect in the draft, they still look stiff sometimes in their first few games because they're nervous. And that's what I've seen from him in the beginning. But he's still passing the ball. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. when he fully gets comfortable and settles into the league in a year or two. Um, I, I think he's going to be one of those big men that have a, have a great ability to pass the ball. But have, have you been watching him? Like, what would a, what's a player comp you would have? Because, like, I really I, don't know. I honestly have no idea. His defense, though, is just amazing. Um, yeah. That was one of the players that I actually wanted the Blazers to take if they didn't end up, you know, trading that pick away for Robert Covington. And so kind of sucks that we didn't end up getting Precious Chua. Roko is still really good, but Precious Chua might have a higher ceiling than – than um, Robert Covington. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, guys. Yeah. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening to the episode. Um, we hope you enjoyed it, and we'll catch you next time. Peace.